Yo. Hey, what's up, man? Yep. All right, cool. So we are recording. So let's uh, do this intro for the people. Give me a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's fun. Yeah. Life. Hey, Wendo. Can they take me under? No, never that. No, yeah. I'm coming from the housing. Tenement builders, unlimited killers. Minutes to death. Better known as the projects with junkies and rock as well. Though I owe to it my success. The survival of the fittest every day is a child. I would think I'm a part of USA and be proud. Confronted with racism, I started to feel far in life. The darker you are, the better your problems. I reached for the stars, but I just kept slipping. On this life mission, never know what's next. Ancient kings from Egypt, up to Julius Caesar. Had a piece of the globe, every continent. It was Asia, Africa, Europe, France, Japan, Pakistan, America, Afghanistan. It was Protestants. Jews, blacks, Arabics, call the truth, world peace, stop acting like savages. No war, we should take time to think. The bombs and tanks makes mankind extinct. So since the beginning of time, it's been men with arms fighting. Lost lives in the towers and Pentagon. Why then must it go on? We must stop the killing. Tell me why we die with all God's children. Hey, what's going on, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, not too much. And for the people, we're just going to introduce ourselves. I am JC the Icon, and this is my boy, Colin Sick. Word, what's up? What's up? Colin Sick, representing New York, Queens. Representing that shit hard, boy. <laughs> hey, man, uh, real quick before we start the show, I just want to ask you, how did your, uh, how did your gig go the other night? How was that? Oh, dude, it went uh, really well, man. I did about uh, 15 minutes. did 15 minutes, man. It went, uh, went pretty well. Went pretty well. All right. So, uh, so for those of you that are new listeners, uh, I'm a comedian, and my boy Colin is also a comedian. Uh, we go back. Me and this guy here, man, we, uh, <laughs> like I said, we, we basically started together. So there's so many wild stories between us and, uh, you know, uh, too many to get to in this show, but uh, we'll try to give you guys a little something. But okay, so we'll just get this thing rolling, man. So uh, first off, since we both comedians, I just wanted to get your take and kind of see what your thoughts was uh, on the sentencing of Bill Cosby, man. He uh, facing three to ten. And I just wanted to say, uh, see if you had any feedback on that or any different uh, perspective about it. Because, you know, when I first heard about it, just just real quick to give you mine. Sure. sure. I just thought it was wild, man. I mean, you know, everybody grew up on the Cosby show, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff Theodore Huxtable, you know, he was the, you know, model dad or whatever. You know, so I mean, just, you know, everybody grew up on that. So just to hear the allegations and, you know, now no longer allegations actually proven right. you know, to allegations of him drugging, you know, I mean, it was, man, I, I lost count. It was so many women that yeah. came out and, you know, uh, and I know there's a little controversy about that, you know, cause you know, some of the women came back, but either way, I was just shocked because with his celebrity, I just really felt like, you know, he could have, probably you know slept with women without that but you sure. know if, 
he's a creep. You know, he's a serial rapist. So with the rapist, you know, I think the drugging of the women was part of his uh his own little sick fantasy, man. But yeah, he facing three to ten, and he what eighty one? Yeah, yeah. So if they give him three years, he probably gonna die in prison, bro. He don't, he don't look like he holding up too well, man. No, no, um, dude. When I first heard it, man, I thought he was being set up. Truth be told, man, like I thought. Okay, so like I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, and I came across this conspiracy that uh, Bill Cosby was trying to uh, buy one of the networks, right? And they didn't want to have a a black dude owning, like, a a major network. So these guys hired a bunch of women and paid them to come forward with these uh, false rape (laughs) allegations, right? Now, now, uh, when I first heard that, I was like, well, it kind of makes sense a little bit. But then, you know, <laughs> uh, after a while, you're like, okay, yeah, that conspiracy theory is is dead. That's yeah, this this happened. This wow. I'm with this you, man. I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just making sure, man, because it sounded kind of weird there for a second. But I'm with you at, at first. I'm not going to lie, as a black man, I thought like, oh, man, they setting up Bill Cosby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. but as the evidence came out, and you got to hear story upon story, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know if you knew about this little, this little side uh, story, but comedian uh, Hannibal Burris was one of the first ones to really break the story. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But he pretty much... Um, was uh on stage talking about it, you know, because I guess it was like, you know, in that circle, because of course I'm not that, you know, I'm not famous like that. So, but in that circle, that was like known, that was common knowledge. So Hannibal well, that's really that's, that's crazy that that was common knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much common knowledge, man. And like I said, Hannibal, uh, <laughs> you know, he blew that story wide open because he talked about it on stage, man, that one of his bits online were like went viral. And so it shed a lot of light on it. Then, of course, she had the women coming out, and we are where we are. And uh, Bill is definitely getting that jail time. And then the craziest thing is one of his attorneys uh, told him to go ahead and admit it. So he should have fired them way before that, man. He was giving them some bad legal advice because <laughs> they told him <laughs> to, to go ahead and admit it, and they would have it stricken, uh, stricken from uh, record or whatever they told him. But that was definitely false. Now, you know, he definitely have uh, gotten, uh, you know, convicted of it and will do some time. Uh, that yet to remain is, like I said, if you'll get the full extent or what, but any type of time, I mean, I think is a victory for the ladies because he's a powerful guy. And most sure. guys in Hollywood, you know, they, t- they tend to get away with that type of stuff. You know, if you got money, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, that seems to get washed up under the rug, but... Sure. That's pretty much, you know, what I had on on Bill, man. It's just, just sad, you know. Bill, Bill's trying to slip him the old pudding pop, you know. what I'm saying that Bill was, you know, just doing a lot of stuff, man. But there, but oh, real quick before we get off of it, sure. Uh, comedian Bobby Lee. I don't know if anybody people probably be like, who the hell is that? But he's an Asian guy from uh, Mad TV. And uh, if you just Google him or whatever, I mean, he's he's on active on some shows now. But he uh, gave a story. He said one of his uh, friends, man, 
uh, said that she was hanging out with Bill and he had uh, slipped her something and she woke up, man, and he was like rubbing his pubes in her face. What? You know, and just saying weird shit to her, man. So, so he needed to be stopped. So basically, long story short, man, he, w- he would have never stopped if this hadn't, you know, come out, man. And I'm just, uh, it's just sad because like I say, they held him on a pedestal. This man had all these crazy, you know, fake degrees. I mean, doctorates and stuff from colleges. And, you know, he was like, you know, people were holding him to be the model standard. And I don't know if you remember back in the day, most famously with him having issues with like Richard Pryor, you know, he would tell Richard, you know, to, to uh, well, he was actually picking on Eddie Murphy rather. And Richard chimed in and, was uh, telling Eddie, well, you tell uh, Bill, I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, that like, like Eddie Murphy, you know, has a hundred stories out there, you know, kind of detailing that. But yeah, man, he fell, he fell kind of far and hard. Uh, but kind of moving on, man, most recently, uh, what do you think about the Brett Kavanaugh versus uh, Christine Ford? You know, the guy that was trying, you know, uh, Trump... Yeah nominated him, you know, t- for the Supreme Court, you know, judge seat. And, uh, you know, I know you've been listening to all that. I, I pretty much, I don't know if you followed it online, man, but one day at work, I pulled that shit up. That shit was funny as hell, man. <laughs> that dude, ain't gonna lie. When I first heard about this, because pretty much for those of you who are not in the know, uh, Christine Ford was a doctor. She was, a, you know, a high school classmate of Brett Kavanaugh's and uh, basically, uh, like I said, a guy was trying to get a, a seat on the Supreme Court. This lady felt it was her duty to come out and let people know the character of this guy and that when they were in high school 36 years ago, back in like 82, that he had uh, allegedly, you know, sexually assaulted her and she wanted to get a story out. Now, when I first heard this, I was like, man, here we go, because this Me Too movement strong sure. right now. Man. Yeah, so yeah. if it's anybody, any women listening to the show right now, hey, I'm on your side. I don't want no problems. This is episode number one. I don't want, I don't want no smoke at all. But anyway, so uh, she came out, you know, and she, like I said, so, uh, you know, she had to get a story out. So anyway, she gave her testimony. They finally had that day in front of the sen- senators or whatever that's voting. And she recanted. I mean, she pretty much uh, recalled what happened. Not recanted, I was going to say recanted, but she recalled what happened yeah. and, you know, to the best of her recollection, and she was kind of just trying to say what happened. And the lady was dropping some knowledge, man, because at one point, she even, the lady was like, well, how do you know you remember that? Or whatever. So this lady, this lady's a doctor, so she started breaking down some shit, man. She was like telling them how the human brain worked and how memory, the memory function actually worked. And I was like, I ain't going to lie, by the end of this, man, I believe it. Cause I, I, she was very credible, credible, uh, credible. And, um, she was, uh, and the people out there, excuse me, I've been drinking a little bit, but anyway, but she was, she, yeah, 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 man. I had to get loose, get loose. Yeah. It is the first show, but, uh, and you know, if you were here, we'd be drinking together, but you're in New York right now. So pretty sure you, you got your twist or your mushrooms or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the lady, like I said, she gave her side of the story, man. And uh, like I said, she's very believable and uh, very articulate. And and I really don't feel like she had any reason to lie. But on that same, but again, you know, hey, you're innocent until proven guilty. So I wanted to hear what Brett had to say. And this dude came in, man, ready for war. 
I was actually halfway believing this dude until he started snarling up. This dude looked like a weasel, bro. He looked like a rat. And I don't know why nobody, none of his counsel, nobody put him to the side and like, Brett, smile, man. Quit snarling because he was looking crazy, man. He was looking like a killer up in there. And that dude kept mentioning beer. And then when he was talking about <laughs> working out with his buddies, you know, he kept crying and stuff. And he was talking about uh, Tobin and, and Squee and all these different characters and stuff, man. I was like, okay, you know, I could see some of that. You know, I was a, you know, kid in high school at one point. I know guys, you know, like to, you know, do stupid stuff and they have, yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of questionable, just like I say, just childlike activities. So some of the stuff he's doing, all of us is gu- are guilty at. But, yeah. but this guy, man, he just went on and on. And then when he pulled out the fact that he had a calendar, from 82, he said he started keeping the calendar because his father, you know, had started keeping one years prior and he just emulated his dad. But when he said mm. he had a calendar, a calendar day for day, detail, I was like, who in the fuck keeps a calendar? Yeah. I was like, that yeah, shit that's, was- a, that's a sociopath type of thing, dude. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's some that's- crazy shit. Hey, I thought either this motherfucker, I said, man, this motherfucker, yeah, I said, you know who keeps calendar detail calendars like that, man? Serial killers, bro. I'm mm-hmm. like, serial killers. So this dude, so anyway, he went on with that, man. But we all know by the grandstanding that Trump and the Republicans were doing, I really came away just thinking it didn't matter what happened in this case, that mm-hmm. he was going to get denied because they wanted him in there because everybody was still fighting for him. They were like, you know, hey, you know, even though now that the FBI did their investigation here recently, and they can, and, and it's people that even come out and say, because I think the main thing was just him lying about the extent of how much he was drinking. I think that was sure. the big issue, because they were like, hey, were you blackout drunk? There's stories of, you know, you being a bad drunk and all of this and that. And he pretty much was saying, no, I drank like everybody else. You know, how much have you drank? And then he was just kind of being real defensive, kind of throwing the question back, you know, saying, hey, how much did you drink? You know, and all that. But he so he once said, hey, why I went to sleep? Well, well, dog, that's kind of blacking out. You know what I'm saying? You can sleep. Other people say blacking out. But, you know, it's just other people. And then there's other ladies that came out, said, you know, he showed himself to to, to them. And, um, you know, it's just other ladies that came out against him, too. So. It's enough to question his credibility and his character. So, again, the Supreme Court is, you know, the highest court in the land. You can, you have this position for life. It is very serious. So, meaning nobody can take you away from this job unless you die or you resign, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it's very serious. I don't think he should have gotten. But I just, you know, looked at the news, looked like he's going to get it, man. So, you know, I don't know if you've been following, man, but you, what you, what you think about it? Well, uh, recently I started following it. Uh, for the most part, uh, JC, I purposely try to not follow the news at all. Like, I just, I have things I'm trying to work on in my life, and I have tunnel vision, right? So... Um, I know people have been talking about it for the past like couple of weeks and uh, especially comics at shows and mics that, that I go to a lot. And um, I like to believe that people should be proven, you know, 
guilty before they they cast their their judgment. But the but at the same time, I haven't been following the trial as closely as other people, so I can't really speak on this one way or the other. But at the same time, if if you're being accused of this type of behavior, um, you probably shouldn't be, you know, on the <laughs> Supreme Court. You know, I'm just saying it's like, OK, well, this guy turned out to be a dud. Uh, Republicans, you can pick someone else to be on the Supreme Court. You know, like if 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 these uh, allegations are true. Um, it's pro, you know, it's he's probably not the guy for the job just based on his, his character. But but at the same time, too, uh, people do change over time. People aren't just static. You know, like you may you may start off, you know, being kind of a shithead like when you're young, but over time people grow, you know, and they change. I don't know if the, I don't know if this guy has changed or not. I, I don't I don't know. But but what I'm saying is it's I don't know, dude. I've I, I've done a lot of stupid shit. All right, I, I've done a lot of stupid shit. All right? no, especially in high school. Sweet, and and I, you know, I'm constantly constantly reminded of like uh, stories or stupid things that I've done. You know, from like friends and stuff. Shit that I've long forgotten about. Hell, right. you told me the other day about some things that I forgot that I did. I'm like, oh yeah, I I did do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I have a little sympathy for people that like did stupid shit when they were, you know, drunk in high school. Because I, I certainly did a lot. I'm, I think well, I probably. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, but and, and at that's the same time, I'm not running for Supreme Court either. Right. You know. Right. So, I, again, I can't really speak that much more on this because I don't know all the details. So that's right. that's how I feel. Yeah, and that's kind of part of it. Like you, you just you know you just touch you. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if you were to go back into each and every one of our past, I mean, if you if you judge me on stuff I was doing in high school, my senior year, like, yeah. bro, I probably lose my job right now. <laughs> and thank God they didn't have social media back when we were growing up. You know, right? And so so you know, so I ain't gonna lie. Some of it, you know, we we all know. That all of this is political, and I mean, it's kind of you came out thirty six years later. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. And then I know she was like, "Hey, it's my civic duty." And then nowadays, you cannot say anything against a woman. You can't say anything. So, no offense to women, but if you disagree, it's like then you're not for women, you know, moving forward. And that's not the yeah. case. That's not true. Here's the thing: you can, you can, you could be on a woman's side. But you can still disagree with her. You know, that doesn't make you a sexist or a, a uh, misogynist. It just means, hey, I, I love you. I support you. I, I want I want us to all just move forward as a, you know, a species. But sometimes you're fucking wrong. Just like I'm wrong. You know, answers. Right. But now the time that we're living in today, though, man, it's, it's just like you have to be very careful and make sure. I mean, we in, <clears throat> the day and time we're living in now, it's not just to start, you know, women bashing and then like that. This goes for all. groups. We, we are in a sensitivity period, man, like everything. You cannot have an opinion. I'm not saying like, oh, if you are a racist asshole that you deserve a platform and you should be out there saying what you want to say. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying you don't have to agree with someone. Not everything is, 
you know, black and white, not everything is man versus woman, but that's the day that we're living in. You could say something and not meaning it to be sexist. You could say something that you would have said to anybody, but it could be taken that way. You know? Sure. So, but like I said, at the end of the day, though, one thing that I do know that's, that's nothing but truth, the only two people know that really went down are those two. Sure. You know? So at the end of the day, that's the only two people that know. Now, kind of uh, getting off that topic and kind of bringing you up to date since you haven't been in Dallas. I remember I had asked you if you had heard about the uh, shooting of the young man in his apartment by the uh, cop. Her name was uh, Amy. Uh, what was her name? Now I'm tripping. Oh, it was Amber. Amber Geyer. Uh, she she uh, and the guy she shot was Botham uh, John. Yeah, so I was telling you about that. So anyway, man, kind of going into that story a little bit. And like I was telling the cop had lived in that apartment complex for about a month. So she's off shift. You know, she's off duty, whatever. She comes home and she ends up on the wrong floor. And I think this guy's apartment is directly up under her. She was just on the wrong floor. So she goes, tries to use her key to get in the door. I guess maybe she heard the guy's TV or whatever, and she tries to, you know, gain entry. And I don't know what was said, but I'm pretty sure the guy probably was like, hey, who's there or whatever. She hears him and kind of commands him to open the door. And maybe he cracked the door to see what's going on or whatever. But anyway, she says, oh, I see an intruder. Shoots him in the abdomen. She shot him in the stomach, man. Then she shot him again. And didn't even immediately call an ambulance. Uh, there's a, a surveillance camera or something in the hallway that actually catches her kind of pacing and walking around. And uh, I'm pretty sure trying to get a get a damn story together, I'm sure. You know, she probably called a sergeant or some shit like that and was trying to get a story straight instead of getting this guy some help. Maybe he could have lived. But long story short, man, the guy passed away. And then she hit the fan because uh, his uh, family... Hey, what you messing with over there, man? You can totally hear that shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I was having a couple of peanuts. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I thought you were giving us some special effects or something. But, uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, man, so the guy, his family's politically co- uh, connected, man, you know, and uh, he's not from the States or whatever. I think they from... I forgot exactly where, like St. Lucia or something like that. I might be wrong, so don't nobody, you know, beat me over the head with that. But, but I do know that his family's politically correct. I mean, uh, connected, and that this is not going away. So anyway, they've been applying pressure. I've seen his mom on the news. She wants a toxicology report on the officer, which which is right because I feel like why the, I feel like why in the hell. Would you go to the wrong apartment? So, yes, you need toxicology. Uh, Don't they have numbers on the door? All that shit, bro. There's so many things. There's so many things wrong with that story. And then there's even witnesses that have come out and said totally the opposite of what she said. You know, she's saying, like, hey, the door was already open and all this other shit. Other people like, nah, we heard banging. You was commanding this dude to open the door. So it's going to be interesting to follow this case, man, because there's been a trend going on. There was a cop that shot a kid like a year ago, leaving a party in a car with some other people. And, uh, you know, the cop, 
the kids trying to leave the party, they drive off and uh, the cop ended up firing into the car and, and shooting one of the kids over was a 15 year old kid. But anyway, he was convicted recently. So he actually got convicted of that. So it's going to be interesting to see because this is the next case. And this one here, she is dead to rights. I mean, this man, I mean, it, there, there's been just a slew of black people <laughs> getting shot, man. And I know there's two, tra- there's, there's two, you know, thoughts on this. Like some people think, okay, because you'll have some people that think, oh, well, what were they doing? You know, like every, it's always a questionable thing, right? Hey, did they have a record? Did he have a gun? Did he have some drugs? You know, there's always something they try to paint a brush to try to, you know, give the cops some leeway in and out. But in this case, this man was in his own home, chilling, wasn't even outside, was in his own property, chilling, and gets killed. So there's no way to spin this. So I'm going to be interested to see if they, like I say, actually punish her to the full extent of the law, man. Because like I said, this is getting, this is just getting crazy. And I think there was a recent conviction in Chicago where a cop shot a 17-year-old 16 times. Jesus. Yes. Dude. Yes. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it right now. If, If she gets off, right? She gets off. Dude, there's going to be fucking riots in Dallas, dude. Believe that. I don't be honest with you. I don't think she's going to get off, though, man. Because this one here, it's like she couldn't be more wrong. It's like this good, this this guy, you know, is a pillar in the community. The guy was, you know, like uh, just a straight arrow, man. He was a good guy. You know, the guy didn't have a record. Uh, he was a part of his church. I mean, so many people have come out to speak to this guy's character. So this guy wasn't doing anything, even people in the apartment complex. This guy was a good guy. So there's nothing where they, where they could try to paint him to be a bad guy other than the color of his skin. And then at the end of the day, uh, she's, she recently got fired, which she should have been fired immediately because we don't need police like that. Because it's like if you can't police the community – in which, and then in this case, in which you live, and then you see a person of color or anything, and you just think and shoot first, like as if these people are automatically deemed criminals and, oh, because you got black skin, when anybody can commit a crime, <laughs> you know, like anybody. So, so in this case, you weren't even following up on a call. There was no reason to be on high alert. But to be honest with you, man, I think when that toxicology report came out, I think she was high. I think she was on something because I didn't live in some places for a week and I ain't forgot where the fuck I live. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you know how you just, t- and I didn't come home toe up, bruh. Then made sure. my dough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure you've experienced the same thing. So it's like, they need to yes. stop this, man. You can never bring this nation together with this type of nonsense, you know? And then with Trump in office and all this other chaos going on, man, it's just, it's dividing us. It's not bringing us together. And it's like, it's just harder. And you have stupid stuff like this. And it's, it's sad that it has to go to race, but it's just crazy. But I'll kind of, uh, before we get out of this story, I kind of give you guys my own personal touch. Cause I know, like I said, I know we got, you know, some uh, Caucasian members listening tonight. And every time I hear a black person speak, sometimes they just like, oh, it's that same old song. But they, you don't understand. It's hard when you go out your door for the day, you automatically are a suspect. So if you don't experience that, you can't really speak on it because I have lived it. 
just uh, about maybe a month ago, man, me and my son was coming from Amazing Jake's in Plano, the little, you know, arcade and game place or whatever. And we were on my, I was on my way home, man. I was on the freeway, <clears throat> just pulled into Louisville. This cop, you could tell, I could tell this cop was an asshole just from the rip because he was kind of parked sideways in the service, on, on the kind of little service area, man. And he just was looking for some action. I wasn't speeding or nothing. I see this cop. So I'm, I'm driving the speed limit. He comes out, hops right behind. So he pulls me over. And when he pulls me over, I got my son in the back and everything. So I'm calming my son down. Like, hey, don't worry about his routine. Stop. You know, my stuff legit. So I'm not worried about nothing. So this cop pulls me over, man. He asked for, he, you know, he asked for my license and registration. It was normal at first. And I'm yeah. thinking maybe he's just going to take my stuff and run it. And then I'll be on my way. But then I felt like some racist shit started because I'm going to tell you exactly what this guy asked me. So sure. he was like, where are you coming from? What the hell did that happen? At first I asked him, sir, why are you stopping me? Because I wasn't speeding. I made sure I was driving the speed limit. I, my insurance, everything is up to date. You have my driver's license, my insurance, everything is up to date. He hit me with a bullshit excuse saying I was following behind somebody too closely, which was a lie. I made sure, man, that I was driving by the book. But then, like I say, he goes to ask me, hey, where are you coming from? I said, oh, hey, I just took my son out. You know, so he could, you know, play some video games, have fun, whatever. We're on the way back to the house. I'm kind of tired just trying to get him on. Then he proceeds to ask me, oh, so that's your son in the back? Now I'm getting pissed because you're addressing my child. It has nothing to do with why you stopping me. So then he proceeds to ask me, he says, uh, <coughs> so does your son live with you? Ah, <laughs> Let me tell you something. I stopped him right there. I said, hey, man. I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm really not feeling comfortable with this line of question. I don't understand whether if my son lives with me or not, what that has to do with you pulling me over in a routine traffic stop. Like, I'm not getting it. What am I missing? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I had a fucking attitude at that point. Because you're dressing my child and you're not going to do that. You're not going to make him feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? For this, because at the end of the day, I'm a taxpayer. I pay his bills, you know what I'm saying? And then you treat me like a goddamn suspect and I ain't did shit. And then, but once I started kind of speaking my mind, then he takes his ass back to his car just to run my stuff. And guess what he came back? Oh, sir, I'm going to just give you a warning, a verbal warning. Yeah, of course you weren't going to do nothing but that because I'm legit. So why did you come with all that bullshit to begin with? See what I'm saying? So why did you come with all the fuckery? Why why we have to go through the 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 the, the bad guy good guy routine shit? You know what I'm saying? Sure. So anyway, sure. he writes me a verbal warning, which you didn't have to do all that shit. You wrote me wrote me a verbal warning because you was just hoping, like they they just hope right. they hit a, you know it's like looking for a needle in the haystack. They hoping you're sure. the one guy that don't have your shit together. You got a warrant. Uh, you don't have valid insurance. Some reason they can fuck with you. That, that other shit was just an excuse to pull me over. But I did sure. follow back up on that cop, man. I did. One cool thing about it is, because I'm a motherfucker, I didn't let that shit go. I went back up to the police station on my day off and made sure my son was with me. And we went yeah. up there and filed a report against that cop. And I sat in front of one of the assistant chiefs and, uh, and they investigated. I knew they wasn't going to do nothing. But I just wanted that cop to at least be talked to so he knew I didn't let that shit go. 
And I didn't buy right. the bullshit excuse for pulling me over and all that shit. But you know, at the end of the day, what they told me, man, they said, okay, the reason why he, he asked you that line of questioning was because they had just went through some training for human trafficking. I said, motherfucker, please. <laughs> That's a, uh, if you ain't pulled an excuse out your ass, like, what? Human trafficking? Human trafficking? So I, I asked the guy, I said, okay, so if I would have been a soccer, a white soccer mom in the car with three or four children, would you have asked me that same line of questioning? Because I doubt it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, man, that was just, I kind of just went on a little tangent. And I know some people might not give a fuck, but I gave a fuck. So I followed up with that and I at least put that so at least put that in that guy's file and he knew I I was serious about it. And my son was able to see, well, this is how you handle stuff. And that was that was important to me for my 12-year-old son to see his dad not no pushover. But I'm also I wasn't out there acting no goddamn fool and trying to fight with cops and like, oh you I'm not doing all that shit either because I ain't trying to fucking get shot. I handled it the right way. So anybody listening, go through the proper channels, follow up, still have, because we see so many videos of people trying to wrestle with cops and fight with cops, and I wasn't rude, I just asked questions, and I followed up the right way. And I and hopefully yeah. that kind of teaches him in the future, you better watch who you pulling over and you better do the right thing, because I doubt he was asking everybody that, I promise you he wasn't. I promise you that, man. So anywho, because I kind of... <laughs> Kind <laughs> of went on a little, little tangent with that, man. But, uh, you know, so kind of wanted to go because this is a hip hop show as well. It's politics and hip hop. So I kind of huh? What was that? Oh, no. I didn't say anything. All right. All right. Make sure you're talking to the, into the phone, man, because we kind of lose you here and there. So make sure uh, you. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I just kind of wanted to touch on some hip hop news. Just, just real light, real light. So anyway, you know, we lost a few people. I mean, this is a few months old anyway with XXX uh, uh, Testacion, or however you say his name, whatever. But anyway, I liked his music, man. I thought he was uh, cool. Uh, Some dudes tried to rob him in Florida, man. He was uh, leaving a dealership. I think he was trying to purchase a motorcycle, if I'm not mistaken. Some guys seen him, man. He had a... Instead of, like I said, guys, if you get money, do stuff the right way, man. Go up in there with yeah. a credit card or something. This young man was traveling around with, like, now I don't know the exact amount, but he probably had 30, 40K, man, in a, in a bag, in a Gucci bag, man. <laughs> Quit doing that. So, anyway, these dudes yeah. were up in there. I really think they had followed him there. But, they, anyway, they knew he had the money. And uh, when he tried to leave, man, they had blocked him in and ran up on him and pretty much – you know, up that thing on him, man, tried to take it, and uh, he tried to fight. So another thing, too, the, the money ain't worth your life. He really should have gave it up, and they really shouldn't even been trying to rob him, so it's not his fault, but he fought, man, and they, they shot the kid, man, and he was a talented dude, and I think he had a lot more music to give, man. So just pretty sad. It's a, it's a loss to the hip-hop community. And then uh, recent news, yeah, you, you heard of Mac Miller? You know Mac Miller? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Mac died, man. Twenty six years old, drug overdose. You know, that was another sad one. So, uh, and I definitely followed his career. His album had just dropped too, right? You know, like so. It, it's sad, man. It's it, it's it's sad to throw your life away like that. 
you know, like guys, here's the thing. I, I like drugs. I'm an yeah, that's, avid that's why drug I'm expert. That's why I was asking you these questions. <laughs> right. But, but you got to know your limit. You know what I'm saying? You know, once in a while, push your limits with that shit. But you know what happens when you get real short? Back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you know like what happens? I, you know what happens yeah. when you get rich, though? You, yeah. you get access to better drugs. You know, and some of these dudes, just like, think about it. Prince, Michael Jackson, all these other greats, man, that we've lost. Like, think about it. They, they got a hold of drugs that you and I could only dream about, bro. So... Think about that. But sometimes that shit is too powerful. They got that real shit. You feel me? So, and then, and then just same thing with Mag Miller, man. They doing them heavy, heavy, heavy drugs, man. And, and it's taking them, taking them left and right, man. And like I said, they're getting, getting cut short. But, um, but that's, Dude, I lost a good friend of mine a few months ago to drugs. So, you know, like I know. Like, I, I know, man, I witnessed it uh, firsthand. You know, this, this was a guy that was always pushing his limits, you know, and, and. Well, who's it? What was your name? Because he was young, man. Like 28. He was, he was 28. So what and, was your friend's name? Would you like to, you know, give him a RIP shout out? Or, you know, this was a good time to do that if you'd like to. You know what? I'm just going to give his first name. Okay, that's fine. So shout shout out to uh, Newman, you know he's a good guy. He uh, he's a DJ. He played music. You know he was in the art. He was a very giving person. He's a very nice person. Now, if you first saw this guy, you you thought he looked like some type of you know Marilyn Manson, you know crow looking dude. You know, kind of. But uh, once I started talking to him and getting to know him, you know, I learned that he, he, he's a pretty sweet person. And it's, I don't know, that, you know, it, it goes back to the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, and now this, this guy's gone, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, No, no, no. Just, just R.I.P. Newman, man. Like I said, you know, it's not ever easy to talk about. No, no, it's not. Dude, I, I had three friends die in one month uh, back in March. All right. Uh, one of them was Newman, who I just mentioned. Uh, one was, was Phil, who was a comedian, who got hit by a car. Fucking freak accident. Just hit by a car crossing the street. And then this other... Um, Johnny, who uh, just killed himself, just fucking killed himself. So I don't know. That was a that was a rough month, man. Well, R.I.P. to all of those guys, man. And for any listeners listening, you know, we just hope those guys are in a better place, man. Because, like I say, you know, we all got a death date. You know, but you don't want to go out, you know, prematurely. But at the end of the day, some things happen. We don't know what circumstances, what those guys were dealing with. I also lost a cousin, you know, who killed himself or whatever. We won't just go off on that tangent, man, and just go down that for the show. But I'm pretty sure people listening, everybody's lost someone. So RIP everybody that has lost someone, you know, just keep them in your prayers. Keep them in your memory, man. Keep them alive or whatever. So, 
we're going to kind of move forward again, man. So Suge Knight just recently uh, got convicted, man. This was a plea deal. He got 28 years, man. Did you see anything on that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. But his son, his son has been out here wilding out, man. There, his son is releasing pictures of Tupac, bro. I don't know if these are old pictures or new pictures, but it looked like an aged Tupac, and he is saying Tupac is alive in Malaysia. No, a lot of people what? in Cuba. He said, "Look it up. <laughs> Look at it. it's on YouTube right now." This dude is in his car. I don't know if he's on drugs, but he talking. He ducking, acting like people following him, and he's saying. That Tupac is alive now. If anybody, I'm gonna tell you something. If Suge Knight would know this, this is his son. So, but he's releasing pictures, man, and he has some pictures of a guy that look like an aged Tupac. This guy look like Tupac, bro, and he's an older guy, and he's saying he's alive in Malaysia. Now, the the fan in me, I wish Tupac was alive, bro. Because that was so talented. And I, and at the time of his passing, I don't know about anybody else. Hey, I, I was riding with Pac for real. So I can't speak for nobody else. But I just know I was a fan of not, not just his music. I was a fan of his acting. I thought he was a talented brother. He was showing people. Because if you think of the day and age and now, these rappers acting, rapping, and doing all these different things, Tupac was one of the ones to kind of pioneer that, if you think about it. You know, his earlier stuff like Juice and Above the Rim and uh, just all the gang-related, just all the, the movies he did. You know, Poetic Justice, I go on and on, you know. Bullets with uh, him and Mickey Rourke. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, those two were, like, close friends. They um, fucking Mickey Rourke would write Tupac and come visit him in prison. Oh, yeah. And speaking of your boy, kind of, kind of going off track a little bit. What's up with Mickey Rourke, man? Mickey Rourke look bad, bro. Yeah, he looks really bad, man. Looks really bad. Mickey Rourke that had all that plastic surgery. He walked around looking like LaToya Jackson. Mickey Rourke looking rough, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and his hair looks really weird, too, man. It doesn't even look real. All right, cause we can. So we finna pick the people up, man. We finna dive into you. So we kind of hit some topics a little bit. So now I kind of want to go into you and some. So we're gonna go into some Colin sick time. You know, we're gonna bless the people with a story or two, man, and kind of let them go. I do my one of my favorites is just kind of like when me and you were set to uh, do an open mic, and uh, you remember that lady that thought you was homeless. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I actually forgotten about it until you reminded me the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Go ahead. That shit was hilarious because you, you used to dress like uh, like a, like Eminem and 8 Mile, bro. You had that big baggy sweatshirt and the, the big baggy sweatpants and the runover shoes. The lady thought you was homeless, bro. I thought she was <laughs> bullshit. But when she came up to me and talked, she was like, hey, um, I seen you sitting over here. I don't, I don't know if you mind, but. Uh, I asked my husband if it was okay, but I just want to buy you buy you something to eat. Give you some money. <laughs> I'm, I'm like fucking cracking up, bro. I'm trying to keep my shit together. I'm like cracking the fuck up. But when your ass actually took that shit, bro, <laughs> when you took that money and she bought you that sandwich, bro, I could have flipped the fuck out, man. I was like, this motherfucker actually took it. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. 
I'm like, somebody probably needed that shit, man. Your ass took that shit. Yeah, I, I needed that. I was probably stoned at the time, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'll take a sandwich. Like, yeah. I said, this dude, this boy here, but that, that that was part of what made me like you. But I said, this dude here is wild and a motherfucker, man. And then I remember, like I said, when you had, and I told you I ran into other friends of ours back then that corroborated the story. But uh, when you tried to drink the damn goldfish on stage, I remember that shit. I used to tell you to keep, keep going with that shit. That shit used to be epic, man. That shit would be up on YouTube with a million views with, compared to what the shit going on today. What made you want to do that shit? Like, what was you thinking that day? Like, what, t- walk me through your, what the fuck was going through your mind that day. Were you like, you know what? I'm going to take this fish and I'm going to try to drink this shit on stage. Like, what, what the fuck? Oh, 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 oh. It did. Okay, that, that, that wasn't planned. Like, I, I, I want to try something, like, different. At that time, I was trying to be, like, a comedian slash performance artist, right? I was trying to be, like, Andy Kaufman. And I thought it would be funny if I were to just go up on stage and just pull out, like, a fishbowl little fish bowl, pour a fucking fish that I got from like PetSmart or Petco and then pull out a little pole with a little marshmallow on it and just fish for like three, five minutes, you know, just because to me it was funny. Like, and, and I knew it would fuck with people in the audience. So, <laughs> I, so I, I go up on stage and I tell the crowd, Hey, you know, I've, I've never been fishing before. I think now's a good time in my life to do so. So then I pulled out the bowl, then I pulled out the fish, pulled out the stick and it's getting laughs. And, um, and then I don't know if you remember this part, but I pulled out a beer and I started drinking it on stage. Remember like a tall boy or something. Yeah. And, and you know, people are laughing and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, uh, I've got to somehow end strong on this bit, you know? And I was, and I was th- thinking about all these rock stars. Like, w- what would they do? Then I was like, oh, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. He would probably like try to like bite the head off, or you know, you know, swallow it or some shit. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I was pulling Ozzy, and it was totally in the moment. And and then I pretended like I drank the fish. Okay. Now for the record, the fish was in my mouth, swishing around and shit. All right, it was, it was weird. And once I got that big laugh and that big applause break, I'm like, all right, I need to spit this thing out. I probably have like AIDS or some type of disease or something. <laughs> and then I spit back into the bowl, you know, as I'm leaving the stage, I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want this goldfish anymore. I don't want this, this responsibility. So I just give it to the first person I see as I'm walking off the stage. And it turns out that this person, uh, Later became a a uh, open mic comedian because he was there and I and he was so blown away by my performance and he thought it was cool that I, I gave him the goldfish and he took that goldfish home with him and he gave it to his daughter and it died like two weeks later but it fucking stripper pole today. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm saying? She probably on a stripper pole today with daddy issues because he gave her that goddamn goldfish. Yeah. Goddamn, but, uh, boy, just touching the world. Just just making the world a better place. One goddamn vomit goldfish at a time. I tell you. 
That's right. <laughs> I was actually talked to him, man. Uh, years later, he gave me his half of that story. So I know you're telling me the truth because he said that exact thing. He was like, yeah, man. He gave it to me. He was like, it lived. Like overnight, you woke up the next morning, motherfucker was floating. It was dead. I was like, well, what the fuck you expect? So anyway, man, that shit, but that, yeah, that shit, but I used to tell you, bro, to keep pushing that shit. I thought that shit was hilarious, man. I posh, uh, possibly push shit like that. You know what I'm you saying? Like, me, what's next? I fucking kill a goat on stage, drink its blood. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, eventually, you was gonna have to die on stage. That's the only way you. That's the only way that was going. You was gonna have to die on stage, and I was gonna have to be like Suge Knight and shit, just own all the rights to your comedy and shit, and any videos out there. Cut a deal with your people and just make some money off you, bro. And that's how. That <laughs> that's probably how. That but man, we used to, it used to be some epic times back then, though, man. I'm going to the old back door down there. So if anybody listening, the place where we started is actually still out there. It's off of uh, it's at the DoubleTree Hotel off 75 and kind of was that 75 and like Mockingbird. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's still out there. If anybody want to check it out, man. Like I say, crazy fucking shit, bro. But yeah, man, you've been through some motherfucking times. But hey, man, tomorrow. Because I want to make sure we touch on this before, you know, there's an all-around podcast that I'm promising people. So there's a big fight, man, UFC 229. You got uh, the headliner, the main uh, card, the, well, the, the main event is uh, Conor McGregor and Khabib. I know, dude. So what do you think about it? Because I, I was at work talking shit today, you know what I'm saying, talking shit. My boss – he, uh, you know, he, uh, and I got to give it to him. He actually trained some fighters now, but for boxing, nothing for MMA. But he thinks he, he didn't even like me. When I met him first, start talking, he don't even like fucking UFC. But then every time something come up, he he feel like he want to give his two cents on it. It's like, dude, you don't even worry, really, really watch it. So how you, so he just like, you know, going the opposite of whatever you say. But he thinks Khabib is going to beat Connor because, uh, I'm thinking, like Connor told Khabib in the press conference, he, yeah, he 26 and 0. But again, who the fuck have you fought? Those aren't 26 wins in the UFC. These sure. are 26. You know, you got a few wins as an amateur fighting in somebody fucking garage and shit, and you just padding your stats. But you hadn't really fought the best of the best. At least Connor has dropped and beat some champions. He's he beat Jose uh, uh, Jose Aldo. Who was a champion? Who this dude hadn't lost at the man in years, and Connor starched that motherfucker in seconds. You know what I'm saying? Put his lights out. So one of Connor's toughest fights was Nate Diaz. Nate, uh, that was a fight. Well, there were two of them, like both those fights were just. <laughs> but if you saw the first one. Connor was whooping the shit out of Nate. He just got tired, man, because Nate wouldn't go away. But Connor put them things on Nate. Nate's face was so busted up, but Connor got tired, and Nate is good on the ground. You know, Nate's a, a jiu-jitsu guy, so he got him to the ground, choked his ass out. But I give Connor props because a lesser man would have went away. Connor wanted that rematch. Connor said, "You know what? Fuck it. I see what I did because sometimes in life you learn from your mistakes, man. You learn from a loss. Yeah, that that's a better teacher to you. Cause then you're like, oh, okay. So second fight, Connor fought a better fight. He just didn't blow his wide. He just didn't, 
you know, go too heavy on his shots. He kind of just boxed his draws off, you know what I'm saying, and won the fight. And then they still tried to take him down, and they couldn't take him down this time. So with Khabib, it's kind of a similar thing. Khabib don't even have hands, though. Khabib hands is nowhere near Connors. He just want to wrestle. So I think yeah. today, if the rounds go longer and Connor gets tired, I think he'll beat Connor. But if Connor takes business, uh, takes care of business in the first couple of rounds, I think Connor put it on his ass, man. I think Connor will put him away. And I'm Team Connor, you know what I'm saying? The Tory is right there. I'm going to say it for anybody listening to this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like right now. Now, if Connor lose, don't fucking call my phone, don't fucking text me. <laughs> Now, JC, I've got a question for you. What was that? All right. So, uh, Kabob's record is 26-0, and 0, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, does one, now, does that grizzly bear that he wrestled when he was eight count as one of those wins? I seen that fucking video, bro. That grizzly bear probably didn't have no fucking teeth. Motherfucker probably <laughs> claws and shit. Like, don't give me that bullshit, bro. You think he's bad for the that motherfucker? It, it wasn't no motherfucking grizzly bear. That motherfucker was a baby, just like a cub. It was a cub, bro. It was not no fucking regular bear. It was not no regular bear. And just because, you know what? When I came, I grew up in the motherfucking hood. Motherfucker was wrestling pit bulls every motherfucking day. Don't give me that bullshit because he was wrestling a goddamn uh, toothless motherfucking cub. That old that he tough as shit. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. it told me so better than that. It, it was a good gimmick. It was, it was okay. That shit ain't got nothing to do with the ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I see motherfuckers do a lot of shit in the hood. But you see a lot of miraculous shit, man. You know, it's motherfucking crackheads out there surviving that should be dead like motherfuckers. That don't mean they can fight in the UFC. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know. I seen the video of that shit, and it was like I said, it was cute. And you're like, oh, he wrestling a bear. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> shit ain't nothing, fool. I think Connor, because you have to also look at Connor, man. Connor grew up rough, bro. Connor loved to fight. Connor was like, if you go through some of Connor's background, bro, Connor was playing soccer. He was like thinking about being a professional soccer player. He actually fought bare knuckle. Because you know, that shit's still going. I don't know if some of y'all know that. In some of these European countries, there still are bare knuckle underground matches. That's what Connor fought in. Mm-hmm. Fighting motherfuckers, you feel me? So getting into it with a motherfucker at the bar and going at it, just love to fight. <clears throat> and okay, so if Khabib is so tough because he wrestled bears, and let's go, let's and then let's give the people a little background and don't know about that. So the reason why there's so much bad blood between Connor and Khabib. Is because one of Connor's training partners, this dude last name Lobal, he's a, he was he's a Russian guy, but he trains with Connor. Was talking shit about Khabib. Khabib actually ran into this guy in another country. They happened to be in the same hotel. Khabib uh-huh. had a bunch of motherfuckers with him. Charge old boy up. He by himself. He actually there's this video footage of it. Khabib approaching. Uh, they were speaking a language, so you couldn't really make out. But shorthand. He was telling him, hey, motherfucker, I heard you've been talking shit about me online. I'm in your face now. What you got to say? And of course, old boy, you got 30 motherfuckers with you. He ain't, he ain't stupid. He just yeah. like, suck my dick. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Took took one. He just for to go at the motherfucker. So, you know, he nutted up. And Khabib ended up grabbing him behind the neck, kind of just pulling him to him, like letting him know, like I can fuck you up right now. So anyway, that spawned the New York uh, incident when that where Connor now gets on a jet, flies to the Barclays. This shit was, you know, a while after that. But Connor thought he could catch Khabib there, which he did catch Khabib. But Khabib had his ass on that bus, and he didn't want none of Connor. When Connor threw that dolly and shit, was trying to get to Khabib. If Khabib was this bear wrestling fucking barbarian, he would have got his ass off that bus with his crew that was in there, and they would have just went at it. It would have just been a free-for-all, right? He did sure. and sat his ass calmly on that bus. Then when he got off the bus, once uh, Connor and them went away because the security came and break all, broke all that shit up, then he was telling Connor, hey, drop me the location. Drop me the location. I'll meet you anywhere. You know, of course, anybody will come out talking shit. Now, police and shit then showed up. So, so that's a little bad blood between them. But, I, but like Connor told him in a press conference, Connor looked that motherfucker in his face and told him, if you got your ass off that bus, I'd be in jail right now. And you'd be fucking dead because I was going to fucking kill you. So with that being said, this one is a grudge match. I've heard people say, well, Connor made too much money. Connor has a hundred million dollars. And all these motherfucking fighters, man. You look at Floyd Mayweather, that motherfucker rich. He ain't gotta fight. Guess what he gonna come back and do? Fight. Some people just love to do that shit. And <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with the money. It's in his blood, man. It's in his right. blood. It's not it's about the money anymore. It's pride. Right. Let me ask you something. If you, if you got a bad fucking temper and you will haul off and smack some fucking body, will $100 million take your temper away? Will that make you not punch somebody if somebody run up on you in the street? No, that don't mean nothing. You just got motherfucking money. That's all that shit means. It means I have a good lawyer. That means. And that motherfucker got a good lawyer. So he got out of all that trouble. Now he just got a couple lawsuits he's dealing with. And that just goes, he was he had that hundred million when he was trying to kill that motherfucker when you wouldn't get off the bus. Yeah. So I'm just telling people, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Connor's invincible. Connor is definitely just gonna win. Like I said, if Connor takes care of business in the early rounds, it's more than likely he'll win. But if he tries to wrestle with Khabib, because Khabib is a wrestler. Now, if he wrestled with Khabib for five fucking rounds, yeah, he's gonna get tired and the motherfucker gonna take him down. I don't give a fuck who you are. That shit is tiring. Wrestling a motherfucker, trying to keep a motherfucker off of you. Anybody try to do that shit for too long, you're going to fucking tire out. And I've been watching UFC, bro, since the tournament days. I've been watching UFC since they were before that weight classes. Before they had weight classes. Before they had weight classes, when motherfuckers were biting, uh, fighting bare knuckle. Yeah, uh, when you had to go get the fucking tapes at Blockbuster, the fight had probably been happening six months ago and shit. You watch an old fight. I've been watching UFC since then. So I'm not going to list somebody that just started and like it's a fucking novice. And they like, oh, yeah, well, at the press conference, Connor drunk some whiskey. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean shit, man. All these fighters, hell, John Jones, when he was actively fighting, that motherfucker had tested for cocaine. They said, <laughs> they said no, he didn't do cocaine the day of the fight, but he had done cocaine that week. They could tell he had done it that week, right before the fight. So what the fuck that mean? So? Exactly. That's what I was trying to tell them, but everybody want to try, man, but there's but it's, it's something about aggression, and if you're just a natural killer, or the natural fighter, or a not-so-good guy, sometimes that shit just in you, man. 
Sometimes that shit is just in you. You ain't never been somewhere and seen two people get into it and you seen a motherfucker just go crazy and pick up a chair and bust it over somebody's back or hit a motherfucking head with a mug. He's like, why the fuck did you do that? You know, well, them other crazy motherfuckers with that Jesus Connor is that motherfucker. Yeah. But he found a competition guy. I'm gonna wrestle you, I'm gonna submit you. And you know, you know, he's talking about my teacher, my lesson. Connor wants to kill you, bro. Like if he, right. he came that day ready to throw his life away. If you'd have got up that bus, it would have been an all-out brawl. It's other fighters that got hurt during that, man. But that's my prediction. I'm Team Connor. Have I been wrong in the past? Yes. Have I been right more than I've been wrong? Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking Nostradamus and shit. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm 100% accurate. And this is just that disclaimer for you haters. If anybody's on here... Like trying to say I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, because trust me, been watching box, but like I said, been following this shit. You know what I'm saying? And if you think I'm pussy, you meet me in the street. You know what I'm saying? See if you whoop my ass. How about that? Nah, I'm just <laughs> but I ain't uh, taking that chat. But man, I still think Connor gonna whoop that ass though, man. But anywho, but that's that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Unless uh you, you got something you wanna you promote, man, for you get off or you know, uh, yeah, we had an hour. We did an hour, bro. I told you we was going to rock it. And nothing wrong. Show is not perfect. We are working on this. Let me let me just throw this disclaimer. Peter, we're going to work on this show. We're going to try to keep continuing uh, to give you guys content. I got more guests already lined up. And I got some juicy stuff coming for you. Oh, I got some juicy stuff. And I can't even. It's so juicy that I can't even talk about it right now. But I can promise you this. If you tune in. You're going to be fucking entertained because this shit is so goddamn juicy. I'm still getting a scoop. But promise you guys, you're going to love it. So anyway, I'm done. So Colin, do you have any Mr. Sick? Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. So if uh, you guys are in the uh, New York City uh, next week, I'm doing a show at the Karma Lounge at uh, 7 o'clock. And then um, in November, I'm doing a show at the Brooklyn Comedy House. And also, check me out on the low underscore end underscore gigolos podcast. Low end gigolos. Because I'm down and I'm dirty and I'm just a crazy motherfucker. So check it out. And you hear the son, bitch? He already on my podcast, plugging other podcasts. My shit ain't even jumping yet. <laughs> But now nah, y'all go check out the podcast first, just just to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> it's all good. You know, we we go back long time, so hey, yeah, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be on the first episode. It's been a yeah, tremendous. And, I, and hey, glad to have you, sir. I knew we was gonna have a blast. And then to let you guys know something else funny, so we was gonna do a show a couple days ago, but he couldn't figure out how to do it on his end to come into it. And me and this motherfucker, the shit we talked about then was probably even funnier than what we're talking about now. And we did probably about an hour and a half just us talking on the fucking phone. So if you just like hear people talk shit, come and listen. Because this is a show about fucking everything and at the same time, absolutely nothing. Because that's what most of them are about. But if you just want to come, send me some messages. Send me some suggestions. Uh, there is a message function. Send me some messages. 
And I'll piggy, piggyback on some of the things that you guys want to talk about. But we do have some sports segments coming up uh, on future episodes and other things. But anything you guys want to talk about, I am open. Feel free to, you know, lob me some suggestions and I'll piggyback off of that. And if there's anything I can add to it, I definitely will. But until then, you guys have a great night. And Colin, I will uh, recap with you after the show, brother. And uh, y'all just have a good one. I'll see y'all next time. Uh, Peace.